Welcome to the Dental Amigos podcast with Dr. Paul Goodman and attorney Rob Montgomery, taking you behind the scenes of the dental business world, all the things you didn't learn in dental school but wish you had. Rob is not a dentist and Paul is not a lawyer, but since Rob is a lawyer, we need to tell you that this podcast is for informational purposes only and shouldn't be considered legal advice. Listening to this podcast does not and will not create an attorney-client relationship. As is always the case, you should formally consult with legal counsel before proceeding with any legal matter. Learn more about The Dental Amigos at www.thedentalamigos.com. And now, here are The Dental Amigos. Hello, everyone. I'm Rob Montgomery, and I'm joined, as always, by the head nacho himself, Dr. Paul Goodman. Great to be talking, Rob. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of The Dental Amigos. Here in Season 2, we're talking about employment agreement issues from an employer perspective. So one of the most important subjects when you're talking about bringing on an associate to your practice is how to find an important step, Rob. Practice owners will talk about, you know, what materials they're going to get, you know, right. how they're going to pay them, but you need the person. You, you, know, have you the need person. the associate chef. So I'm excited to share some strategies to how to find an associate that some are free, Dennis' favorite price. Some uh-huh. cost a little bit of money. Some cost a lot of bit of money, but what you can do to be successful. All right. Let's lay it on us. What's, what's, uh, what's the first potential uh, avenue? Well, let's go with the classic one that it doesn't matter if you're a dentist in 2022 or 1982 or 1962 is the word of mouth, right? So uh, I like to think of the associate finding a lot like uh, a care.com, Dennis Job Connect, which I created and follows that model. You know, babysitters, nannies, people who have helped help take care of your children are some of the most important people in your life. They let you get out of the house. They let you do other things. They... Uh, give your children exposure to somebody else, which I think has been important, right? You know, not just you. So if you think of an associate as someone who's going to come to your practice and help you build it, grow it, take care of it, how are you going to find that person and find the right fit? So word of mouth would be talking to equipment rep, Rob, talking to your attorney, talking to your accountant, talking to a specialist. But this might seem overly simplistic, but you have to let them know you're looking for an associate. You can't just, they don't live inside your head. Right. So practice owners, next time you talk to your accountant about EBITDA, say, you know what, if you know anyone who's looking to find a job, I think I would like a part-time associate. You know, I think those magical word of mouth connections exist in any time frame. Yeah, I think that's a good point. And I, I like the, uh, you know, talking to your supply rep. Yeah. You know, to their uh, supply reps are really kind of like the uh, sort of the hairdressers. Yes, no offense exactly. to those people. Yeah. Of like that, you know, they, they talk to everybody. They yeah. know everything that's going on, right? They get told and, stuff they don't want to get told, like the exactly. hairdresser probably do. Like, I don't know why you hate your sister, but I guess tell me why you're getting your haircut. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. They become like the uh, the de facto uh, shrink yeah, uh, for, for, sure. their, for their clients and customers. So that that's a very good uh so that one there resource. is free dentist. It's free, but you have to be a little outgoing and you have to sort of mention it to people because they don't live inside of your head. So just mention every now and then to the people who are connectors, I'm a big fan of the book, The Tipping Point by Malcolm Gladwell. Mm-hmm. All these people are classic connectors, attorneys, accountants, um, supply reps. So, you know, that word of mouth, you know, existed before the internet. It's going to exist after the internet. But my next one, Rob, it's going to be the DOS dental online sharing. So, You've seen, you know, the proliferation of social media interaction between dentists over the past five years. You don't say. Yeah, right. So some of this has come with awesomeness. Some of it's come with annoyingness. Some of it's come with awfulness. But let's just talk about the awesomeness part. (laughs) Sitting on your couch between episodes of Schitt's Creek, sitting on your couch while waiting for dinner or, you know, or, or waiting for your 
kids to go to bed and, you know, threatening them or bribing them, whatever I do. And I sit outside the room sometimes and say, Drew, I'm sitting out here, you know, I'm not coming in. I could be on my phone and I can be on Dental Notches, the Facebook group, or I could be on Instagram, or I could be on any of these platforms, LinkedIn. And dental online sharing, Rob, is this though. It's not typing out, I need an associate. Does anybody want to work for me? It's sharing yourself. I call it JBY, just be yourself on these groups. They're communities. So share about a case that went well for you. Share about a common challenge. Say to someone who's looking for a hygienist, I'm looking for one too, that's really stressful. Because this is now, Rob, and we're going to get to what you and I did back in the you know, 2010s, but this is now the community that exists 24-7. You have access to it for free. Don't just ask, offer. Offer mm -hmm. advice. Share. You know, I, on Dental Nachos, we have polls. Was, Does anyone have a dog? That's one of the popular ones, right? You have a dog, put a picture of your dog. So. I put in, I've actually posted yeah. a few pictures of Luna there. Right. It's, it's, so, very, you know, it's good, though. It so works, though, but, it, it, but it, it increases interest and engagement. I right? think we did a podcast episode about Dental Nachos, and it's my theme is bring your normal self first and your weird dentisting self second, right? Uh -huh. So bring your normal self first. I'm go to the beach in the summer. I like that. So dental online sharing, Rob, for practice owners is a combination of showcasing maybe some of your cool clinical cases, but more importantly, being a good member of the community and just being supportive. And that's also free. Correct? Yeah, also free. Another free opportunity okay. um, to this. So now, well, let's stick with the the last free thing. I'll jump down, then we'll go to a fee thing. So the, there are job boards that are both flat fee and free. So let's talk about free. You know, and these are ones you have to dig into a little bit because even we hire for dental notches and dentist job connecting sometimes indeed as a free part and sometimes as an upgrade part. But mm -hmm. you can go on things like Dental Town, which still exists, mm -hmm. and you can make a free classified ad. And you can just simply, it's a job board. And I right. met people through that. So, you know, if you're a dentist who likes to save money, 100% of them, right? Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> these are the free things word of mouth, dental online sharing, and free job boards like Dental Town. Okay. So there you go. So that's it. So there, there are the three free ones. And, and before we move into the fee part, still, even if you're paying someone to do something, I have, I have, you know, let's say someone uses a high level personal trainer, Rob, as we end a fee, they're still supposed to be active on their own time. Right. They're still supposed to stretch on their own time. Yeah, yeah, right. So just because we get into these fee ones, these are just good best practices, as you might say, Rob, about how to get the word out there, both online and in person. So, well, let me say this too. So, yeah. one, as part of the word of mouth, sort of like a subset to that too, which is something that you, uh, you do well, and I think it's really it's really cool. Is also just being part of the dental community. So yeah. the word of mouth is not just you know calling people or sending emails or <clears throat> telling yeah. people that actually come to your office. Like you can leave your office and right. go to uh, you know a CE or some sort of dental society yeah. meeting or study club and network with younger dentists. We talked sure. about this from the younger dentist perspective, uh, the associate perspective last season. But the same thing goes for practice owners yeah. like that's you got to go you got to you got to fish where the fish are yeah, right? yeah. You know? and so such a good point actually that'll break down into the fee versus free because you, you made a good point so i have networking events you've been at them at rosie's taco shop or independence beer garden but there might be ones in your town that are totally free to show up at and you may meet someone so you know go word of mouth bring your bring your dentisting human form to places where dentists hang out and magic will happen because you'll say to somebody i'm looking for an associate and they're saying my associate my best friend's associate is moving across the country to here, you yeah. know, or you're saying to a dental student, I'm looking for an associate. I'm still in dental school, but my good friend just graduated from Einstein GPR. So these in-person events, there are many that are no cost that are networking. And then there's the cost to just go to in-person CE. And that's on my list here. Yeah. Go to as many in-person. I mean, 
what's interesting about Dennis Robbins, where everyone is like this, like they have this painter problem. They don't have an associate. And then you tell them, here's what you can do. And they go, I don't want to do that. I go, but the problem's never going to end, right? Yeah. So it could be about getting in shape, being more flexible, saving money. There's always a treatment plan to solve this problem. And here's right. part of it. You know, but can you buy your way out of this problem or buy your way towards solving it? Yes. I mean, there's high-level recruiters. I've done it. You know some of these people are basically, I know they have it in law. I know they have it in business. They have it in dental. This is where you can pay someone ten to $20,000, sometimes more, a percentage of the first year's salary often, mm -hmm. to high-level matchmake you with an associate. So high-level recruiters are ones employed by DSOs a lot because when they need an associate, they need it, right? Mm -hmm. They can't mess around with, oh, we want to try to go on to dental town and wait for it because they have a, a need. So I, I don't know if you have any experience with high-level recruiters. I've done that myself yep. on the, on, in, the, in this world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We definitely have. Yep. You know. Um, but you know, I I will tell you that those. I'm just thinking. Uh, you know, it, sometimes that works out, and sometimes it does. But it's also know? not one with high level recruiters. And I was talking to some today. It's a tough job, right? Even if you're getting paid this, you know, like twenty thousand dollar fee, to be able to go out and find that one person for this one practice, it is a way for them to pay attention to your position because there's a pretty big you know, commission involved with it. Right. But they don't magically have this group of dentists that hang out no. and say, okay, come on off the bench. Like it's baseball, like the Phillies. Go work for Dr. Smith over in in, in Concha Hawken. Yeah, and, but it's also challenging, you know, I'm assuming in the dental space, because it is in the, in the law space, that those recruiters want to work with people that are going to throw them lots of business. So yeah. if you are the solo dentist looking for one associate every decade, like you may have a difficult time right, striking sure. that relationship with that with that recruiter who's actually going to And you know, this is a, a plug for what I do and but I'm proud of it. We have so I'll tell you about our flat fee job board and there's I'm sure there's other ones out there too. I think there's one called Dentist Practice Cafe, but basically Dentist Job Connect, which I run and flat fee job boards, Rob, it's basically you can pay a flat fee like $300 a month to be on these platforms like a care.com for babysitters. You can advertise your position. It's far less than the recruiting fee, but there's no guarantee. It's right. just an awesome opportunity for success. I think that's a necessary step, whether you use Dennis Job Connect or another one, to get your position out there in a meaningful way. What's interesting about this, Rob, and I mean, you're a real estate person, when you can send someone a link to your job somewhere else, it gives them credibility. Mm -hmm. So even if you're on this flat fee job board and you meet someone at a networking event, yeah, you say, point. let me text you this link, like an MLS thing. If you were right. selling a house, say, where is it? Well, call me, text me, you start to lose momentum. Mm -hmm. So I think flat fee job boards, whatever they look like, from Dennis Job Connect, even from Indeed. I mean, Indeed has that too for every, every it's a good way to get credibility and also just get a lot of you know, views and eyeballs on your position. That's a great point. Yeah, credibility. And it does it does seem like it's more like a more substantial thing. I mean, I've used the house. the expectation, right. right? If you don't have that, you're like, why is this person, they're looking and for they're somebody. And they're serious, right? Yeah, right? I mean, you, you, you're a real estate person. If you said someone, where's your MLS listing? They said, I don't have one yet. You already know it's not that serious. Yeah, yeah. You know, it doesn't yeah, mean it's always bad. I know it doesn't mean you can't sell a house by owner. It doesn't mean that there's not a relationship people can have for their associates. But I just think it lends. And also, if again, if you're trying to solve this problem, like selling a house on MLS, or getting an associate, what's cool about 2022, unlike 1982, people are looking at this at three in the morning. Yeah. You know, yeah, people are looking exactly. at this at, at midnight. Right. And uh, I think for practice owners, Rob, I think what's is another interesting point, and you can tell me, it's like how to find an associate. There should be a cost to this. The reason why is 
you're investing in one of the most important positions you're ever going to hire. Mm -hmm. You know, so yes, is there some happy accident luck, you know, that you're just going to meet your associate at one of these networking events? Maybe, but if you really need to solve this problem, go at it in a purposeful way where you're investing time, energy, and money. Yeah. And, 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 you know, and we'll talk about this, I'm sure at the end, but, you know, it doesn't have to be one path exclusively. Right. Right. I mean, this is like, if you are trying to do this, then uh, you're trying to find somebody, you probably need to be firing on all of these. Yeah, I mean, right? I use but, but really good point. I mean, it's like, if you're a dentist, you have word of mouth for your new patients, you have Google, you may have print ads, you're just trying to do everything and anything to let people know, hey, we're somebody who solves teeth problems, we're yeah. somebody who helps people with teeth. It's yeah. the same as practice owners. I mean, one of the things I've been telling practice owners is, if you do not have a practice Instagram account, you're nuts. Because again, it doesn't matter if you don't have, if you have 20 followers or 2000 followers, or you're one of our Dr. Desiree Yazin who's up to, I think, 260. Wow. It still lends credibility to the generation who's looking at your practice. Mm -hmm. So go on Instagram and be proud of your practice. Post a good case, share your team, post your CBCT. So then when you say to a, an associate, oh yeah, check out PDA Smiles on Instagram. You know, I have 11,000 Instagram followers on Dental Nachos, which in the Instagram world is not very many. But in the dental practice world, it's a lot. Yeah. And we have 700 on our PDA Smiles account. It's not about bragging about followers. It's about saying, hey, I've used this platform to showcase the awesomeness of our practice. Check it out. And that's how they look at it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it just it just shows that you're, you have a substantial, serious business. Yeah. And, and you know, I think the other thing we talk about, and you see this, is, is that if you're a practice owner listening about how to find an associate, be proactive about this, right? You know, if you're looking for a babysitter for your best friend's wedding two days before the wedding, you got a problem. <laughs> right. And I'm just telling you, people mostly come with that. Yeah, They go, Paul, I heard about this thing that you do. I need an associate. I go, great, when? They go, Monday. I go, today's Thursday of the previous week, right? I go, do you see how vulnerable you've put yourself in, yeah. right? That means that you have this associate working for you whose your sanity depends on this associate, your success, your team working. And they and things happen. Some are things that are out of your control. People get injured. Some are things that they want to go to a specialty program. Some are things that their spouse needs to move. And if you are not agile enough to replace that position, no, none of the other things we've talked about so far really matter because the agreement doesn't matter if you don't have a person. Yeah. Right. Compensation doesn't matter if you don't have a person. Right. Classification doesn't matter if you don't have a person. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know right. if this theme is need person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, that's it. That's it. That's a good point. All right. So we so we did the the transition. We've talked about a couple. So I think we should focus a little bit more on the the high level because we sure. talked about word of mouth, which is free. The online share, which is free. Job boards, they might be free. You might have to pay. Yeah. I'm going to guess that you kind of get what you pay for with that. Yeah. But again, I'm I'm thinking about this that we're 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 ex exhausting all avenues. Yeah. So you do the free ones. You do the ones that aren't. High level recruiters. What are we talking about with that, Paul? I mean, those are you know usually high level recruiters. They are, and I've done this before, you know, there are people who are, are tapped into a network. They often sometimes are trying to source their own leads. Maybe they have relationships with different programs in dental schools. Maybe they're combing indeed for applications and things like that. But it's basically, you know, I've seen anything from 20% of the salary for the first year, which is $200,000 salary up, that's a $40,000 commission. But someone did call me recently from Dentaltown and said there's this recruiting firm that wants to charge him $35,000 and three payments of $11,000, should he do it? Now, I'm kind of flattered that he just called up this guy called Dr. Nacho and asked <laughs> this advice. But I said to him, how bad's the pain? And it's in this obscure area where he practices. So I said, if they can get you one, you probably should pay it. Yeah. Because if they don't get you one, you don't have a person. What's the alternative? So I think it's just, 
knowing, just as you said in our last episode, you know, you know, knowing something's a thing is important. So knowing that high-level recruiters, but I'm part of this business group, Rob, and high-level recruiters, they kind of seem to have this broker reputation mm -hmm. where they've taken your money and not given you somebody. They ask you for a retainer and they never get it. Their business closes. So I just want to be cautious, just like anything in life, make sure you're totally vetting the high-level recruiter. Right. I don't know what you think. No, I agree. <laughs> uh, I mean, and there's, there's a reason why they've develop that reputation yeah. and it's not i mean there's some good ones too but yeah. there's certainly for all the good ones there's also people have those horror stories but that doesn't mean that because some people had somebody else had a problem with a different recruiter that that all recruiters are bad right, right? exactly it's like saying well this, this broker was bad so all brokers are bad no you know that yeah. that doesn't make sense so uh but i think you know you have to it, it is a case-by-case -case thing yeah. you know it depends where you are how much and there are some places maybe that you don't have to pay much to, right. to attract an associate there are others that it just has to be part of your business plan that if you don't have somebody actively recruiting for you you're gonna have a hard time doing that i also feel like you know we've kind of talked around this in a little different way that you're saying it's good to have the online or some sort of electronic posting to be able to yeah. refer people back to but you know you also talked about the importance of having an instagram account for the practice all these things do show they do lend credibility yeah. to your practice but you know it also goes even like your website right you know, your of course, use yeah. of video you yeah. know if you have a practice that is contemporary from a marketing standpoint and your presentation to patients and to the rest of the world is something that is that is current exciting right. and interesting guess what right yeah you know, it's kind of yeah. easier to attract people to work for you for sure and i feel like too like we've had clients that have had situations where you know they're in more remote places where it's hard to hire and we've talked about the fact that you know maybe you also have to add another category here which is do you have a do you have a, a jbc just be creative yeah yeah right yeah, i like that yeah, nacho, like that. yeah yeah uh, the nacho buzzwords but you know maybe you need to 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 get somebody to to come in and shoot a video love of it. the area i think of it's so the practice and use that 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 is let that is that kind of collateral is 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 leverage for you when you're out in there so if you are somebody that says yeah you know what i'm in this remote place that nobody wants to come yeah. to well, what there's got to be something that's nice about this. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. If you want to live on a lake and and hike and ski in the winter, yeah. well, guess what, Doc? There are a lot of people yes. that like to live near a lake. You're, and what so you're let's, sharing, let's show the I like world the JBC just like. to create, make videos the fun and also be authentic because if you're there in that obscure area because it's where you grew up. You didn't choose to go there. You chose it because that's where you were born. And then you go back and your friends or family are there and, and, and the guy who owns the convenience store is there and your friend who became the head of the golf golf pros there. And you cannot take that scenario that you're living in and then apply it to this straight associate who's not from there. Right. It doesn't mean you have to give up. It just right. means you have to do what you did. You have to tell a different story to them mm -hmm. as to why they'd want to spend a few years of their life there. Because I will share with you, you wouldn't move practice owner to some obscure place away from your friends and family. So it is such a good point, Rob, about showing something outside the op creativity. Yeah. You know, maybe people like skiing and hiking and that's for them. Maybe they don't. And they like museums, but whatever's fun about your area. And then I think the other thing is, you know, share where they could live, where it's not necessarily mm. two minutes from the practice, right. where they could have an outside the operatory life. 
Yeah, I think that's important. <laughs> Both those things together, and that's a great point. You know, kind of we go back. Let's go back to like the the real estate analogy. Yeah. Like, if there are a lot of people, there's a reason why you stage houses, right? Yeah. Because most people cannot walk into an empty house and like see themselves living there, right? right? That's why you have to put all this stuff there. You take the pictures with it staged. You show it staged because people can walk in and say. I, I can see myself right. living here, right? It's the same thing with, with your practice. And, 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 you know, we're talking about doing it in, in an area that's more remote or harder to attract. But it, it, even for places that are more, yeah. you know, more, quote unquote, popular, shall we say. But if you, if you are able to put that presentation out there, you're going to attract a like-minded yeah. person that wants to be there. And you and I talk about this in a lot of different contexts too, that you don't need or want 50 applicants, right? right? Yeah. You don't want to get, you know, if you put a job up on Indeed, you just get everybody, right? You know, people that are qualified, people that aren't, people that live in another part of the country, why did they even bother yeah. to, to submit this? What you really want is a few good For sure. potentials. And, and you want those people to, to want to work there because they've looked at what it is. They see themselves there. Right. And they fit in and it's part of their vision. That's who you want to you, hire. You were just, I was thinking the same thing. It's a, this is the same thing when we talk about buying a practice, selling a practice, and an associate. It's a one person solution. So do what it takes to find this one person. When I had to use my own invention, Rob, to hire my own replacement associate, who's awesome, I got four applicants. I didn't get 48 applicants. Yeah. I think dentists are really under mis right. misconception well, of how many dentists are even out there to apply right. to that position. Yeah. Some go, you got me eight applicants, Paul. I don't like any of them. I go, you should go back and find one that you like because yeah. I think it's a you thing. Because uh, you right. like, you're so right. I mean, you, you just need this group of people who are this on the, have the same, who want just one who has the same mindset and vision as you, and then you're successful. Right. Yeah. That's good stuff. Well, Thanks, everyone, for listening. Paul, it's always a pleasure. And folks, if you enjoyed today's show, uh, give us a good review and however you're listening to this podcast at all usual platforms. And we'll see you again next time. Awesome, Rob. Thanks for listening to another great podcast with The Dental Amigos. And don't forget to tune in next time to have the dental business demystified. If you're looking for more information about today's podcast, you can find it on thedentalamigos.com. If you're looking for Paul, you can find Paul at drpaulgoodman.com. And if you're looking for Rob, you can find him at yourdentallawyer.com. This podcast has been sponsored by Orange Line Media Group, helping dentists and other professionals create content people love. Find out how we can help you take your business to the next level at www.orangelinemg.com. Till next time.